When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, before we start, we want to let you all know that we're doing another live show. It's going to be on Wednesday, March 20th at 7 p.m. at the Lee Strasberg Theater in West Hollywood. We're going to have a casting panel where we're going to speak to TV, film, and commercial casting directors about how to get great actors into your work. We'll cover audition techniques from both director and actor sides and learn what directors can do to find the perfect actors for their projects. And we're also going to have refreshments and lots of schmoozing time. Tickets are free for any patron tier on Patreon. Or it's just five bucks on Eventbrite. But seating is limited, so make sure you get your tickets. Check it out at live. Hey everyone, welcome to the 301st episode of Just Shoot It, a podcast about filmmaking, screenwriting, and directing. This episode is brought to you by mega patrons, Greg C. Bolanos and Madison Witten, both getting hats, Just Shoot It hats. I'm Warren Kaplan. And I'm Matt Enlow. It's just a Matt and Warren episode. You know, it's a special time of year in between Christmas and New Year's that I like to call website season. Ooh, that is a great name. There's not a ton of work to be done. Uh, it's a good time to clean house, take stock of all of the great projects that you've shot over the year, get ready for the new year, and you say to yourself, boy, I wonder how I'm presenting myself. I wonder, am I really putting my very best foot forward because I want to start working first thing in January? And so uh, that's what this episode is all about. Your website, how you present yourself, the story that you are telling to uh, the world at large and people who may want to hire you. And what better way to do that than by uh, mercilessly tearing each other apart um, live on the air. So Oren and I are going to put our advice to the test and talk a little bit about our very own websites, why they're important, the philosophies behind them and all that. And I think this is actually very good timing because Oren... You've already done a personal audit of your work. Your website's looking awesome. It's, it's gotten a facelift recently. You've been talking about it a little bit on the show, but you know we'll be able to really fine-tune any teeny tiny tweaks or suggestions that I'll have on your site. And mine, I haven't touched since, um, I don't know, 1998. <laughs> yeah, you made it in GeoCities? <laughs> GeoCities, Geo yeah, yeah. Um, uh, my sister-in-law... Uh, would call it geocities which is uh, my favorite example of like a precocious young child who never heard a word pronounced out loud geocities is really funny that so, is really funny she listens to the podcast apologies jenny um hey jenny uh yeah no i think this is like the type of episode i would kill to have had like even a month ago as a director and to be clear we're talking about directors websites here um it's just so impossible to a judge your own work and be figure out how to present yourself to the world especially if you want other people to hire you to direct and so i think this episode is going to be a boatload of helpful things like matt said we're going to talk a little bit about why you should care about your website some general tips and then we're going to do a lot of digging into our own websites some critique of each other's websites and hopefully you'll get some good nuggets out of that 
Um, and this was Matt's idea, which uh, I love. Matt, one of Matt's first good ideas. I've been saving them all until we entered the three hundreds. I just thought, uh, yes, thank you know, you. don't you don't want to blow your wad? You I know. agreed. Um, and I I told Matt in via text not to uh, tear my website uh, around to apart, not to tear my website apart too much because I uh, not only have just worked on it. Uh, and kind of redid it, so I don't want to <laughs> redo it again, uh, because I know if you say things, they'll probably be true, and it'll make me sad. But also, I'm just like generally bummed this week. Like mm-hmm. COVID is, it's like really uh, depressing me. We had friends that were supposed to fly in, and we had this entire week long vacation plan. We were going to San Diego. We had this awesome hotel booked. We had three restaurant reservations. We have tickets to Disneyland. We had a babysitter for New Year's. We had every single thing you would want. Yeah, like like fun family vacations like you would mm-hmm. see in a movie. Or you or in a commercial. Or in a commercial. <laughs> for bookit.com. Uh it, that for uh Travelo City. Tra- Travelo City. Um anyway, uh our friends' flights got canceled. All three restaurants sent us emails and texts telling us that too many of their staff have COVID, so they're shutting down until next year. Uh, our New Year's Eve babysitter, 12 of her, her coworkers tested positive for COVID. Our other childcare, uh, they're all kind of surrounded by COVID. Um, pretty much everyone we know is either has COVID or has or is not seeing any human being, is not leaving their house or has just been exposed to someone with COVID. And so it's just a real bummer and it doesn't rain in LA except for the last like week it's been raining nonstop. Been raining. So we can't even like a lot. Yeah. go to the park or do anything. And I'm just like really over it. I asked my doctor friend today, who's like, you know, relatively lax about COVID to be honest. I was like, should we just all just get Omicron? They're saying it's, you know, less severe. And you, all of us, by the way, are vaccinated, boosted. Even the kids are vaccinated. Um, and he was like, yeah, normally I would say yes, but but I, I'd say maybe try to not get it <laughs> for now. Uh, he's a pediatrician and he's like, we've, you know, there's more kids in the hospital with COVID right now. And anyhow, it's um, it's just a real bummer. So uh, getting uh, recording an episode of this web of the <laughs> recording an episode of this podcast where you tear apart my website. Um, you're just you're really just being feeling the nail real, the real real fragile here, Oren. Yeah, exactly, I get you, buddy. I get you. Um, but I love this topic. You know, I love uh, kind of any generalized advice on on how to pitch yourself as a director. Um, and I actually I talk to a lot of people about the, this stuff. People send me their websites. They send me their shorts, their spec commercials, all those things. Um, they send them to both of us, but I'm the only one that responds. Um, and so, uh, as per the <laughs> the um, division of duties, as, yeah. as as agreed, I'm gonna change that. But speaking of actually, Oren, before we get further along, and thanks for asking how I'm doing. I'm great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, TMI, man. Uh, uh, I do. I, maybe I'm uh, uh, jumping the shark here, burying the lead. I don't know. We'll see. Um, before we talk about our Patreon, we have talked a little bit about. Uh, adding a new god tier uh, the new super tier to patreon um so that we can offer uh more specific one-on-one 
community interaction, the sort of stuff that um, we'd love to offer to uh, everybody, but like, you know, there's only, uh, we only have so much time in the day and all of that stuff, but basically like setting up this experience for listeners at home, basically, where we would do uh, website critiques or real critiques or whatever, maybe on a quarterly basis uh, as a group with a number of other people as well, 10, 15 people, uh, listeners in the community, basically, we all want to kind of um, get the the website treatment that we're about to give each other. So if you're interested in that, let us know. We don't, we haven't really worked out the details exactly, but like I was thinking somewhere in the like 25, 30, 50 dollar range. Or in, too that's too low. I'm thinking like four dollars. <laughs> like four dollars. If you're above in above the four dollar range, that you can come to. The way we were talking about it the other day, I guess I was kind of imagining a little bit like our office hours, except we have like here's these four people, and we're gonna go over their website, and it's less consulting, like one-on-one consulting, and more. Hey, we're gonna host this group thing for our patrons. You know, the ones that pay. At four dollar and above level, well, well, look, I I know you said you we should go ahead and edit this up and maybe we we clean it a little bit, but I wonder if there's the wisdom of like, hey, for any Patreon level, you can observe, right? The content is available for people, but if you want to be in the hot seat, I think it's reasonable to charge a premium. I don't know; it's very confusing for me. It's not especially punk rock, but um, you know, I'm trying to be. Uh, guarded about our time as that becomes more and more precious and also offer what specialized wisdom we do have to people who want it in a meaningful way basically so you know hit us up tweet at us email us if you know um but that's a thing that we're toying with and i would love to build in a, a kind of a premium experience for people that uh that wanted or the people who want more uh of an opportunity to really grow as filmmakers with us and to, to kind of build a community around that a little bit but um yeah i will say know. the one thing that we have done a lot over the last who knows how many years we've been doing this podcast um six years or so is judging directors <laughs> uh, yeah not only yeah, yeah. have we you know, worked ourselves to get directing jobs, but we have been pitched a lot of directors and we have to decide who to bring on as guests. And a lot of the things we do, uh, or a big part of that process is trying to find that director's website and checking it out and trying to assess who they are based on their Mm -hmm. website. So we do have some, uh, some knowledge about how that works and we would love to make it a Patreon perk that, uh, at a certain level, you can join us and we can critique your website and maybe even get feedback from some of the other patrons and do a little round table. And I, I, 100%. I, I think it's yeah. awesome. Um, just don't critique my website cause I don't want to remake it. <laughs> uh, anyhow, uh, well, patreon.com to- slash just shoot it pod is where you would go to uh, join our Patreon. Regardless at the $15 level, you will get a just shoot it hat and it is an awesome hat to wear on set. When uh, people are asking you if a shot is ready, you don't even need to say yes. You just point to the hat. It tells them that it is time to just shoot it. And you save so much breath, so many words, you know, less water is consumed because you don't have to say those words. So 
get your hat $15 on patreon.com slash just shoot it pod. Otherwise, if you just love the podcast and want to support us, then uh, you can throw us a dollar or $4 or $2, whatever you want. You can be like Dax Martinez Vargas and give us $80 and eight cents <laughs> for various cryptic reasons. Boy, what a good, what a good joke. <laughs> and, uh, we, we really, really do. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Appreciate it. Makes us keep going. Anyhow. Let's get to the good stuff. Let's talk about websites. So yeah, so before we get we get into the nitty gritty of each other's websites, I did want to bring up uh, I think a uh, the maybe the biggest macro note technique thing that uh, has been important to I think both of us over the last so many years is having a handful of people that you can reach out to who know what you're talking about, know where you're coming from, ideally relate um, at least one if not all of the aspects of what you're trying to sell yourself as and be like hey is this good or not you're talking about the website the the website and also spots specifically like i can't tell you how many times and maybe literally every single time i get bored get excited about the job get you know really put my heart and soul into it do a really Great job casting this and that. Like you making small concessions here and there, but really fighting for things. I'm so excited, so excited, so excited. And then somewhere in between that initial excitement and the finished piece, I lose sight of whether or not the thing is good or not. And I'm trying my hardest, and I'm, you know, but all I can see are the teeny tiny concessions that I've made along the way and how uh, the this one take was too long, or they didn't use this or that or whatever, and I end up with a spot that I don't think I love. 
mm-hmm. and I don't have any perspective on it really. And so that's what reps are for. That's what pals are for. But I, yeah, I mean, Oren, how many times have I been like, hey, should I put this on my website or not and send you a couple cuts? Um, probably like seven. So it's only seven times I've done that? I think that's a lot, but yes. <laughs> I literally, I think I do it with every single job. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, well, I, I mean, not sometimes you job, know. Like, I, sometimes you know it's great and sometimes you're like, dang. Yeah, you know, it's it's not going to make the site. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's getting feedback on your site is important. Something I think we'll go more in depth on this when we talk about your website, um, is like having a clear idea of Mm -hmm. what the purpose of your website is. Uh, and if that's, I think the hardest part Mm -hmm. of making a website for you as a director, because anyone that's been directing for any reasonable reasonable amount of time even if you were like making youtube videos as a kid and are finishing high school now and are just just starting college you probably have like 20 videos you know mm-hmm. it, you have a lot of stuff like any filmmaker has a, a unlimited amount of content that they made and figuring out how to curate that content to present you to the world as a director is that that's the hard thing. That's that's mm-hmm. pretty basically all we're going to talk about today. Well, and I think this is the perfect way in. And is the unique challenge and the thing that I've learned over the years, the website that you're looking at, Oren, I think that it's safe to say is muddled mostly because I had not decided what I was trying to tell people at large right and and really to, just to, to paint the picture and, and stop me if, the, if i'm off base on this it's got tv work from ellen it's got digital series that i created it's got sketch comedy it's got commercials it's got branded it's got all of all of the stuff and so you go to that website and you go okay well what what am i what does this guy do what am i trying to hire him for and the truth is now i think I could be wrong, but it used to be four or five years ago when I was really like actively, actively obsessed with my website, you know, uh, maybe someone was going to hire me for a web series. Maybe someone was going to hire me to do some TV work. Maybe someone was going to hire me to do some commercial work. So it had to be a little bit more catch all. Right. And and now. Yeah. It's kind of just commercials. It's now it's, I think my website is just okay, a creative director got something I real, liked my stuff, got a little curious and Googled me. Right. Well, I think that's literally who is going to my website now. Yeah. And there, there are trends, just like when we talk about reels and we talk about specs and we talk about features versus shorts versus proof of concept versus, um, you know, TikToks versus whatever TV pilot writing. Like every year there is something different it's a different way that people find talent, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's scripts, whether it's directors, you know, whether it's ideas. So, yeah, everything we say today is kind of like where we are at today, you know, and I'm sure a year from now we might disagree with something we say. But, but and, and I think also just for the listeners at home, it's important for you to think about your own specific circumstances because there's two questions. Right. There's how do I want to present myself and who is going to be looking at my website? Right. So like you could be a kid in high school and like 
you make funny videos uh, that you put up on YouTube and like people in your high school watch them on, you know, TikTok or whatever. And that's kind of it. That's cool. Yeah, that's that's you just get like, you know, 5 million views there. Sure. You, maybe you're you just reaching views. a giant global o- audience. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you get 200 views and you're still like a popular kid in school because your high school is not that big. Both of those are awesome, frankly. You know what I mean? Um, if I had 200 views on a high school video, I would have been stoked. My point being, though, is that like uh, the audience for your website is is as important as what you're trying to tell that audience. Yeah. And so like maybe that's professional, maybe that's not, but it's going to be specific to your circumstances. And I think Oren, you and I are just in a very specific niche sort of experience. And so we're tailing our sites to that. Yeah. I mean, I think they're one and the same, like who your website is for and what your website shows is those are the, the answer to both of those questions is the same answer. And I think to, at least from my point of view, today's context is in a professional context. Like you want to present yourself as a director mm-hmm. to be hired, you know, whether it's for money, whether it's to make, uh, you know, whatever, well, but hired with for friends. what? Hired right, right, right. What? But, but it, it, it's a, it's a device to pitch you. It's not like, Hey, here's my friends want to see all the videos of my kid, you know, like, it, right. Th- th- right. This but is a career, career oriented website. A hundred percent is all I'm saying. And, and so, but but I think to your point about trends, I remember when I was at Comedy Central, we would look at directors' websites all the time, and it'd have their short film with the laurels from Sundance on it or whatever, and their branded content, and a sketch video, and a commercial, and we would hire them to do our new digital series, and that digital series gets turned into a TV show, and now they have incredible careers. And I don't think that that happens with a website the way it used to right yeah agreed and i mean i feel like uh, even as recently as like a year or two ago kind of instagram seemed to be a place where people would find directors and before that even vimeo you know staff picks like Mm -hmm. and and not not that those places aren't anymore but uh but today we're going to talk about our our personal cases of who we think goes go to our website um and and I want to tell just a little story before we get into our sites, uh, which is why I even remade my website, which is, as our regular listeners know, I mostly direct have been directing commercials for the last five or so years. Uh, and even though I, I've done movies, I've done episodic stuff, I've done shorts, I've done sketch, I've not done kind of the wide gamut of things like my living I make from commercials and I had coffee with a producer a couple of weeks ago that used to hire me a lot um, at this company called Conscious Mind, Conscious Minds, um, and he uh, gave me some incredibly valuable feedback, which is weird. I almost didn't ask for it. Like he kind of set up the conversation for me to for it to be natural. Wait, from was this a coffee based off of the? Um, oh. It might have been when you told me to go plan coffees with people. Yes, it was. So you saved my life, Matt. Thank you. (laughs) So anyway, um, he told me that he knows I'm a great director. He knows that I'm a producer's dream. I plan a lot. I pre-vis. I do all the things. Mm -hmm. He's he's Team Oren. Yeah, he's Team Oren. But he said that uh, the company he he worked for, he's not there anymore, 
both did production. They made the commercials, but they also did the creative. So they they wrote the scripts and they pitched to you know if it's an Uber commercial, they would pitch to Uber's marketing department. They would they would strategize what you know how to do the media by like where this commercial is going to play and whatnot. Um, and so he worked hand in hand with the creative directors, and he said, you know, I would pitch you a lot of times to people and they'd be like okay cool and I'd show them you know a reel I, I would choose three or four of your spots that I thought were representative of your work and they'd be like okay yeah I, he, he seems good I like Oren and then they would go and they'd google you just like Matt said and then they would find your website and then they would scroll to the bottom and they'd like click on some old video you made and then they'd just start clicking around maybe spending five to ten seconds on like five different videos on your website and then they'd be like ah i don't know if this guy is Mm -hmm. like good enough is basically going to bring that professional sheen that super tight comedy stuff um you know some of his stuff is funny some of his stuff is not comedy some of his stuff is is the less funny you know Mm -hmm. like not as funny as it could be yeah and so um he was like said this thing to me which we've always said to actors um, that is like you're only as good as the worst thing that you're showing. You know, mm-hmm. we've had actors we love. We look at their reel and they have some student film on there where they're like crying in uber melodramatic way, and we're like, "Yeah, this person's not a good actor," and then we don't call them back, right? So the same thing is happening with us. People are saying like, "Oh, I love Matt's you know Kentucky Lottery spot. I'm going to go check out his other side." And they're like, "Oh, he seems more like a sketch guy. Maybe he's not the commercial guy. Maybe we do need mm-hmm. to go mm-hmm. to like a." a bona fide commercial comedy right yeah yeah well sure he's funny but can he handle a big crew you know can he give it that that polish whatever you always say that big crew thing i don't think creative directors ever care about that personally um i I think they care like i want to see that this person can make like a commercial that looks like it can be on tv and that is like really funny and really tight it's like to me it's all about it's all about tone and what my friend told me the producer was like they just want to know that you're funny and he's like you do comedy and you do visual effects um and you're one of the few directors i know that does that's really strong in both of those departments he's like but all the creatives they don't care about your vfx background they just want to know that you are funny because they have an idea they think is really funny and they want to know whoever is shepherding it is that you're gonna keep it as funny as they think it is yeah and so uh I said, yeah, you know, my website, I have a bunch of things because I want people to know that I worked with dogs. I mean, look at Matt. He worked mm-hmm. with cats a few times. He got to go to Russia to shoot cats. You know, I, I wanted people to know I worked with kids. I want people to know I worked with Harrison Ford, even though that's more of like a docu-style interview video piece, you know, editorial and not a commercial. And he's like, yeah, people see that stuff. And they're like, okay, it's Harrison Ford. But like, what is it? You know, why? Why is it on your site? So sure. He, I said, well, maybe you know, we can. I can. E- you can email me some of the spots on my site that you think I should take down or rearrange. He's like, let's do it right, right here, right now. So right there in the middle of Phil's coffee, my friend is like, let's take, pull out your phone, let's go through the spots, and he's just like, remove this, remove this, remove this, remove this. I'm like, <laughs> and what, what? Why was he saying remove? He said, this isn't comedy. This isn't comedy. He said, y- you like, I'm presenting you as a comedy director. Mm-hmm. You know, remove this. Like, maybe this, maybe this. Mm-hmm. Of course, all mm-hmm. the things that he produced, he was like, yeah, you should keep this. Um, sure. But, uh, you know, and so he basically was started changing his tune to like, let's keep this, let's keep this. And I had, I don't know, maybe between 30 
and 40 mm-hmm. things on my site. And so for listeners who aren't uh, on uh, directed by Oren.com on a weekly basis, um, you know, it's, it's like a lot of other directors websites, or at least it was where it was like kind of like a, a tile um, loading page, right? Like, where there was a bunch of different things you had like a band across the top where you could kind of select a specific genre. You know, you could check narrative, you could, check sketch you check uh commercials but it was just a whole tie like mosaic of like you said probably 30 different thumbnails all nice and bright with that play button in the middle right yeah i think i just had commercials narrative and maybe something else i think it might have been yeah maybe it was but then i had an about page and i had a breakdown page and i had a bunch of stuff yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, it was modeled on kind of some of my favorite websites, like you mm-hmm. know Paul Briganti's website and Matt Pollock's website, and um, and I feel like my website had a nice feel when you landed on it. Jordan Brady used to show my website at, in his um, you know commercial directing boot camp as a good example of a site. But again, the trends change, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, my friend basically it was like just they, they should be funny and they should the production value should be really high. A, as yeah, high yeah. as possible and 30 like 30 seconds and do not expect people to watch the entire 30 seconds um and then i said to him that the same thing that i'm sure many of us always think many directors think which is like hey i made this spot it has this really excellent visual effect mm-hmm. it has this really famous mm-hmm. person and it has this really funny moment in it one but, one aspect of it is undeniable even though as a whole it, it, yeah, it doesn't it's work it's a sketch instead of a commercial or like or the editing's the, not the great. joke isn't great or yeah, yeah. or this is i have this one thing it actually still is on my site it's like with will arnett and with jimmy kimmel and it's for the nhl awards so it's kind of like a, a sketch mm-hmm. but it's did make my site because it is a commercial of sorts it's more of like a promo i guess and it has two very famous people and i, I think they're pretty funny in it even though it, it was like a very low budget thing, but um, but it is a promo for the 2018 NHL promo, you know, NHL awards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times you make something really great, but it's just like so, it feels so old. Be, literally, it could be just because the year is in it, mm-hmm. you know, or the, mm-hmm. the video quality is a little bit lower. It's like in a 480p version, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyhow uh he what he said was like well maybe just put some you know he was kind of spitballing he's like maybe just put some gifs (laughs) some animated gifs which i did kind of take that note in a different way but um what i did is we had uh riley jean epson on and i saw she had this on her site and a few other directors which is i made a stills gallery on my about page and i took you know maybe 10 stills of familiar faces, funny images, Mm -hmm. and I put them in that stills gallery. And those are all images of spots that are not on my my main website. Um, And before we jump into the website specifically, I I just want to mention a couple other relevant things. Um, So one is my friend told me that a lot of the other directors he works with, especially the very successful and demand ones, are much greedier than I am on set. Mm -hmm. He said that they come into a shoot with a thumbnail in mind like the thumbnail for this video is going to be this and this shot is going to be perfect 
And even if the client or the agency or whoever's paying me to do this does not want me to get this shot, I will get it just so I have this shot for my website because they know that when you go to their website and there's nine spots there or something, those images are so important when you're scrolling by, you know, here's five different directors and here's here's the images of each one of their spot. Like if you don't have an amazing thumbnail that's like lit well, super high res, um, you know, great casting, good art direction and costumes and all that stuff, then then that's, you know, a strike against you. So that's that's a really interesting tip that I'm I still haven't implemented, but I, I want to do maybe on my next shoot. If I haven't mentioned this yet, the final thing he kind of helped me do is like get my site down from 40 or so spots to I think I have 12 now and I could mm-hmm. probably even go down to 10. But I, I like the 12. Uh, yeah, I think nine to 12 is the sweet spot. So, yeah, we already kind of talked about my first question to you, which is who is this website for? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, and again, I think it's a really uh, it's complicated, right? Because I think that uh, unlike you, and I think perhaps more like many of our most of our listeners, um, you know, the oh, the idea of being a commercial director first and foremost is is a tough pill to swallow. Is, is a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and, and I do. I actually did. I did just remember one other thing that uh, my friend told me, which we should all know. But just because it's not on your website, does not mean that it cannot be a tool mm-hmm. for you to pitch yourself. So I, I have a Vimeo Pro account or whatever. And I think everyone that's a filmmaker should have that. Just gives you so much control over showing people your work and cuts and what whatnot. But in Vimeo, you can make a showcase. So you could make a showcase that's just like all of your reel. animal videos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have, I, I call it like the orange cold spots. I have a showcase that has about 30 spots that were on my website. Uh, and even a few new ones that never actually made it to my website, but I was going to put on my website mm-hmm. and I just sent straight there. And so when I'm talking to someone that's trying to pitch me, I say, hey, go to my website. This is kind of my cream of the crop for like comedy mm-hmm. commercial. 30 second comedy commercial spots, but I have other stuff you want, you know, I've worked with plenty of people from the office. Sure. They're all here. I have worked with animals. I worked with the helicopter, whatever. And it's worth it to, to point out to people that like typically the way that pitching happens is that a producer or your rep will send client uh, curated clips in advance. So Oren, when you're pitching on a funny car spot, even if there aren't a bunch of funny car pieces or there's only one funny car piece on your website, you're pulling from the the back catalog of things that are germane to the job. They're leading with that. And this is really the website in where we are in our careers is really kind of like the, the backup plan, the fail safe, the, when someone is doing due diligence. Yeah. Or when someone is just casually recommending us. Mm-hmm. for a job yeah. and yeah. and i think the important thing to take away from this is it's probably not what is getting you narrative work you know if you, it, you right right which is uh, brings us back to the point like when you no, pitch yourself you send your short right your short film here's a link sure. to my short here's yeah. the laurels or my are. imdb yeah. or just a blurb or it's a copy meeting anyway like that's the thing that's hard for people to 
from when I say people, I mean me. No, but it, we're all like that. We want to show everything we can do. Right. You go to madenlow.com and you want it to be... It's mrmadenlow.com. Sure. The representation of everything that I do or or who I'm trying to say I am to the world as a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is that for them currently, it's mostly people who are looking at my commercial directing work. Right. Currently. And can I, I had one kind of uh, hack I came mm-hmm. up with myself is I went to the top comedy production companies, you know, Smuggler, O Positive, mm-hmm. uh, even like Anonymous Content and some of the other m- more general, very like the companies that make the world, the Super Bowl commercials that you see, right? Hungry Man. And I looked at their roster of directors and then I typed those names into Google with the word mm-hmm. director after that. And I tried to find any director from their roster that had their had own website. personal website. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's funny to see how Hungry Man presents their directors versus how those directors present themselves. And some of some sites were good and some sites weren't, but I got some really good tips. Um, I, I gleaned some really good things mm-hmm. that I liked from their websites. And one of those things was to have as few a navigation bar with as few buttons as possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and so I think ultimately and I'm realizing this in real time, dear listeners, um, that it's okay if I wanted to put say a trailer to a feature or, uh, you know, a short film or something like that. That's fine. I don't think that that's necessarily a bad idea, but things need to be cohesive. Mm -hmm. So my short film about uh, pubes. Right. Puberty. No. Adult puberty. Pubic hair. My my short film about pubic hair. Well, it's like a coming of age of like a 35-year-old. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, Or midlife crisis movie about pubic hair. And also my Ellen Flash Mob musical proposal. You put those both on the same website, and they're they're kind of a confusing representation of who I am as a filmmaker. Agreed. You know, and it, not that obviously they're both comedic, you know, mm-hmm. and they're both touching on life events, and you know that sure, yeah, yeah. You can it's a long walk. Yeah, I, you I can find your, some connection. The, the reach there, or but yes, but, yeah. but as a quick read. They are different, but uh, there and is that's the bottom line. Yeah. The, 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 well, sorry, I take it, but there's two bottom lines. Uh, the quick read, the knee jerk reaction, understanding what people are, what just making it very clear what you do, and also the story that you are telling, which mm-hmm. is the thing I'm going to be harping on for both of us. So there is a place where you can sneak that stuff in, mm-hmm. and it will, it will, you'll have to be selective, but uh, it's called your bio. Mm-hmm. And that yes. is where you can say, Oren also directed this feature. Matt also won an award for this mm-hmm. or produced this movie that just played at the film festival. Like you can put all that stuff in your bio and the only people that are going to read your bio are like maybe someone that's interested in you doing a narrative project for them. Cause sure. commercial yeah. people in the commercial world will not read your bio. Unless you bold something in it. Or rather it is the, narrowest uh, sector of people who are interested and curious about you. The the people who are the most committed to hiring Oren are the ones who are maybe going to hit the about page. 
95% of the people, 99% of the people who go to your website um, aren't going to hit that about page. And I'm sure you have your metrics on, on that specifically. Um, mm. I haven't measured them, but I, I'd venture to guess that a lot of people do hit the about page because I think people instinctively want to know what you look like. Um, and a lot of people will put a photo of themselves on their about page. Mm-hmm. And I specifically did not put a photo of myself on my about page <laughs> because That's speaking of trends, I don't think it's helping me get any work. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So why put it on there? I actually asked a couple people. I was like, do you think I should put a photo of myself like on set or something? It's kind of like you behind the camera. And they're like, no. And mm-hmm. uh, on the contrary, a trend that I've noticed recently is that uh, five years ago, people wanted to see how you were exactly the type of person they wanted you to be and fit this specific profile. And nowadays I think people want to, know what makes you unique mm-hmm. and what's special about you. So, you know, I happen to like grow up in Israel. So I, I put that, even though it's not super relevant to me as a filmmaker, I kind of try to lead with, you know, I put Oren as a commercial and narrative filmmaker. He grew up in Israel and now lives in LA. I, I do think it's helpful to say where you're based, especially if it's LA or, or New York or maybe Atlanta or something. Um, but, uh, but I'm trying to find a way to differentiate myself and putting mm-hmm. a picture of me and, and, I, and this I, goes to my point about the the story that you're telling, right? right? Because I, I think that, um, and this is maybe my biggest criticism of of your website, and then we can jump into ours. But it's it's uh, it's doubly true for mine that uh, they read a little bit like resumes. Yours is better than mine is, but I, I've been thinking about this a lot. But it's a lot of like, okay, I I play I did a thing that played this festival. I won these awards. I've worked with these brands. Yeah, you're talking and about my bio specifically. Your bio specifically. And, and mine does the exact same thing. So, yeah. You know. I, I um, honestly thought because my bio is not funny. Um, mm-hmm. And that is like a thing that bothered me, but I, ha- I had it written out. And, it, and I'm as much as I can give advice saying, like, be focused and tell people, like, this is what you are so that they hire you for that. I, I have that same desperate. Uh, need for validation you know that everyone else has to tell people like oh I worked at Disney Mm -hmm, and I got this mm -hmm, award and I used mm -hmm. to be an engineer like all those things and so um, because I'm trying to sneak in so many details that frankly are not helpful in any way not important um, yeah 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 I'm like doing it at the expense of like kind of putting personality into my bio but I think that's a good note if you got a top tier award bring it up if you want an Oscar Go ahead and lead with that, guys. Yeah, I mean, this is. I think Ad Week like is relevant for commercial. Sure, Ad directing. Week, Clio's, you know, your uh, your golden pencils, but like even like I don't know about a streamy. I won plenty of IAWTV awards, mm-hmm. and uh, no one cares. Yeah. So so, but but the, the, it's less that it's less that, and it's more that really we're just wasting real estate with uh with again what something reads basically like a resume and what i'm really in my revision going to do is paint a picture of telling someone a my story giving them specifics helping them understand who i am beyond just you know uh what's your comedy director so my my story 
is that I was uh, raised in digital, pioneered digital, and have tremendous comedy uh, credentials and, and chops. So I worked in development at Comedy Central. I won billions of views at College Humor during the heyday. I worked with Funny or Die. I worked with all of those places. To the sa- your same point of like, oh, what what does the knee jerk? What's the paint a picture of of what what is you're supposed to do in that first read? Orin's a comedy director. Does your bio say anything about not showing how funny you are, but why you have comedy credentials? Why you have comedy experience? Because if I was a creative director and I was looking at a website and I read, saw somebody with a bunch of great funny pieces, and then I saw, oh, okay, like. Uh, they were at the Groundlings for a long time and then they became a head writer at XYZ Place or whatever, you know, it'd be like, oh, yeah, obviously, they're funny. They know what they're talking about. Right. And that is different than even, yeah. you know, oh, a bunch of Budweiser spots that are that are probably pretty funny, but I don't remember. So, again, it's storytelling, right? Yeah. And I think that uh, your point of like, well, you just, you're like, oh man, I worked each, each, you know, clause in this bio represents months, years of hard work and dreams and hopes, you know, where I'm dismissing all of these awards that we've won or whatever, but they truly represent our hopes and dreams. So it's hard to not be like, well, yeah, I did win an IAWTV award. A bunch of people had to vote for that. There was a big ceremony. It was a, a thing, you know. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is that like people don't understand that context necessarily. So the about page is the opportunity for you to kind of, again, paint that picture, tell that story of like specifically why you are good at what you are telling them you're good at. Yeah, I think I I think that's I agree. Um I don't think awards are like so. They're not. No, 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 no. Pointless. Um, but in the same way that brands aren't so pointless, like being able to prove that you've worked for Fortune 500 companies is valuable. But I guess what I'm saying, brands maybe is a better example. On both of our websites, it's like, oh, yeah. If I look at any of your spots, I know that you've worked for a Fortune 500 company. So like listing all of them doesn't really like Mountain Dew and Pepsi. Wow. You know. Right. Who cares? Yeah, they're in the same company. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. We're trying it, we're both Matt and I are using Squarespace, which we love because it gives you these really elegant websites. But it's really hard to do things like change yeah, the when spacing you between stuff. two yeah, images. Yeah, it, when you get into the nitty gritty, I, I spent so much time trying to get these things called light boxes working, where you click on a video, it mm-hmm. fills the yeah. whole screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then my friend, multiple friends were like, yeah, I'm not going to really watch the whole video anyway. So I don't, it doesn't matter to me. So, so that was one of the things that, uh, the other things that popped for me about your site that I liked very much is that unlike my, mine does like a light box where the mm-hmm. video the entire pops screen up, basically. Yeah, f- yeah. is filled up by the video. Um, yours, they play in the box of the embed basically mm-hmm. and what's nice about that but you can maximize it if you want yeah yeah, i could if i wanted to but but i'm not navigating away so i watch the spot maybe i watch all of it maybe i don't i hit pause all of the other spots that you want me to watch are there right away mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So it's funny Where because I was I was gonna do the light. I was really fighting hard with Squarespace to do the lightbox thing, and a couple people told me the same thing as you. They're like, "Yeah, this lets me click around." Yeah. And and I, I think it's an important psychological thing to know that people are not coming to watch your fifteen minute short film. They're coming to click around. Mm-hmm. They want to click yeah, every ten seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, even the thing of like, oh, okay, I watch a spot. It opens up into a thing. I close the window. Then I pick the other thing. I'm already kind of picking what the other spots are just by watching the current one, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think uh, I th- that was a thing that I noticed about yours that I liked very much. I, I could imagine a world. I get pretty distracted by gifts. Mm-hmm. And so I could imagine a world where somebody doesn't like it. But uh, well, I've but been thought, interviewing people strong. about that because I thought there there is a way programmatically where if somebody plays a video that I could, you know, reload all the other squares with the still image instead of the GIF. Um, and then when they stop the video, <laughs> go back to the GIFs. But uh, again, it, I was I was doing I literally spent like three days trying to reprogram my site. And then people are like, yeah, it's fine. Like it doesn't bother me. <laughs> so so I kind of gave up um, on some of those things but yeah but no that that's helpful to know that you thought about those things um i well going back to your site uh what do you think you so you have at the top you have a banner that says home series sketch commercials brands and about mm-hmm. uh, right so home is like already like a redundant um button that maybe you don't need well home again just takes remember- you to the top it takes me to the top, right? Exactly. So that that can be handy if you were scrolling low. I think it's a Squarespace thing. I don't think I can get rid of it. I think that's I'm ninety five percent sure you can get rid of it. Um, oh, good. And then sketch. I mean, do you want people to hire you to do sketch comedy? Is that a thing? <sighs> well, when I was making this website, yes. Um, now all of those companies have gone out of business. At the time, yeah. At the time, definitely. Yeah, I mean that's and on, also honestly, if anyone is uh, starting a new sketch <laughs> show, yes, I I dearly, dearly miss doing sketches. But um, but I feel like every comedy yeah. director started in sketch. It's almost like by definition, a comedy director has done sketch work. The problem is you have some really good sketches. Meeting Hitler yeah. in Hell, the terrifying yeah. truth about Sesame Street. If Google is a guy, yeah. Um, but. I don't know how many commercial people are getting through more than 15 seconds of any one I, of those. So, so this is a good, good thing to think about or talk about. Um, it used to be, even when you were going out for a commercial, people would be like, send us somebody from Funny or Die, College Humor, uh, you know, mm-hmm. one of those places, right? Totally. And now, yeah, now that is over, right? Um, because those companies have been out of business for long enough or, or just, you know, tastes have changed, whatever. Um I will still send a handful of sketches. My reps will send sketches. Specifically, I have one um, about uh, how terrible trendy restaurants are. Mm-hmm. And really uh, the birthday and, one. Uh, uh, it's not specifically a birth. No, no, no. That's um hot date. Oh, oh. Which was also a TV show, which is nice. Right. Um, no, this is one where it's like, you know, uh, just kind of everything weird about like you know super high-end restaurants basically so it's like you don't really know what's in it or like you know it's a share plate but it's always an odd number yeah you know starring jocelyn uh, donahue one of our old uh, guests 
DeBoer, Jocelyn DeBoer. Yep. Jocelyn DeBoer, one of our own guests. uh, Yeah, I used to uh, love working with Jocelyn. She was great. Um, Anyway, uh, but I have a 30 second version of it. That, but, uh, and that I I talked to my uh, sales rep just the other day and she was like, it kills. Like, they're okay with sending sketch kind of in in the stack you know they're never leading with a a college humor sketch but they Mm -hmm. need to be cut down and they need to feel complete yeah let's talk about what one last thing about your site and then we should probably start wrapping things up but you have this section which i think i like but i don't know if i like do you know what i'm talking about you like it no no i'm curious it's where you have the logos the brands Mm -hmm. that you've worked Mm -hmm. with Mm mm-hmm uh, what I like about it is I think it actually looks cool, like from a visual standpoint. The design aspect of it is nice. For people who aren't looking at the at the site, it's like a matrix of like two, four, six by six. It's like 36 oh. different brands and companies you've worked with. And they're like all... Yeah, big, like Comedy Central, big. VH1, Disney, Warner Brothers, CBS, Truth, Activision. Coca-Cola. All, yeah. So a couple notes. It's a mixture. It's it, there are TV networks, there are brands, there are production companies. So you know, it's it's a little all over the place. And I think to my point that I was telling you before, in the same way that like our bios shouldn't be resumes, it's it should be clear that I've worked with Disney, Mountain Dew, and Comedy Central just from looking at my website already. Yeah. And, and like people that are successful in this line of work, work with a new brand every week or every month. So like the idea that, uh, like, would you update this with new brands or this is just mm-hmm. the, all the brands, kind of your favorite brands you worked with three years ago, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. like there's no, there's nothing super relevant about it. But it does. I do think it visually is like it looks cool. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, I I would say this. I would say if you are, uh, well, I was the reason that I did it back in the day was because I was still trying to like make myself look legitimate. Right. You know, like, hey, I'm a real director. I've worked with you. Can trust me. But do you look th- at all these people I worked with? Do you think making yourself, trying to make yourself look legitimate, it looks bad. makes yeah. you seem less legitimate? It looks, it looks you less legitimate, and it, it's kind of the same sort of thing of like when you first cut your like sizzle reel, it feels like the version of like putting the coolest shot from the otherwise kind of crappy student film that you made mm. into the montage. It feels like at best you're just kind of boasting, and at worst you're fudging, right? Yeah, which I, I don't think it comes off like necessarily bad, but but yes, it, in the my approach to my website was a hundred percent based on somebody that is spending fifteen seconds here clicking around, and how can I waste their time as little as possible? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I have, well, or another way of looking at it is like if there if there is the possibility that they might click on something that you don't feel 100% confident in it should not be on your website right 
there's that. It, it, well, look, I don't feel 100% confident in any single thing I've ever directed. So Sure. But, uh, but you, but but you yeah, know there's but a difference between like... It should be like 90%. Like, <laughs> you like, you know, we've all... We've all been in a meeting where, you know, you're talking to someone and they're like, oh, yeah, Oren, I clicked on that uh, Nabisco thing that you did. Ooh, and you're like, thing is really bad. oh, dang, you did? Like, why don't <laughs> yeah. you pick on, click on the other 16 things on my website that I am more proud of in this moment? You know, yeah. you know, and I had I just realized this. I had this meeting with a company at the time it was called Uber Content, I think, mm-hmm. um, commercial production house. And I told the guy, like, go to my website, check out my work. And he said, uh, okay, tell me what to watch on your website. Mm-hmm. This is a mm-hmm. an EP at a company. And it, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't sign me or anything. It was, uh, but it, it, just now I realized, like, he was telling me back then to tell him what three spots mm-hmm. to watch out of the 20 I had on my website. And if you were like, well... I put them in order of my favorite and there's only nine of them and they're all great. Mm-hmm. Maybe not quite so boastful. No, just, I would say nowadays I would say just start at the top there. Uh, I have my comedy yeah. things there. If you feel like there's some thing you're missing, let me know. I have a, a big, yeah, backlog. A, a couple hundred backlog. Yeah. 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 It's so weird. It's weird because you know, your Ellen thing was all over TV. I did this thing for the descendants, you know, it has like a bazillion views. Mm-hmm. And you wanna you wanna show people that stuff, You're and like, it, no, it the, looks this was on TV, good like too. Ellen DeGeneres. You know who she is, and people like it, you know. Yeah, but you just gotta act like you're talking to someone who's got 15 seconds, and yeah. you just need to show them stuff that looks good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyhow, I hope this was helpful to people. Uh, I, I know we dove pretty deep into our specific websites uh matt i think what you said about mine was super helpful i'm sure you have a lot more thoughts and i kept cutting you off and steering you away from them but please know that i appreciate your feedback uh well matt thanks yeah i i want to just remind people again that we're really curious to know if you think uh getting feedback on your website is a helpful perk that you would want Mm -hmm. to have from us and keep in mind also that in this early stage of what we're talking about, we would be looking at your website. So we would be able to be a little bit more specific of like, oh, I like this spot for these reasons, or I think you should cut it for those reasons, or the, this font is too big or whatever. Stuff that we kind of shy away from because we know you're all probably working out or driving or whatever it is you're doing while you're listening to a podcast. Yeah, but, pumping but iron the, or pumping. Yeah, get, getting jacked. Uh, drugs. Um, but we would be more detail-oriented with uh, our uh, group of pals in the yes. Patreon. Thing. So email us, just shootitpod at gmail.com. We will personally read your emails. Mm-hmm. Um, just shootitpod at gmail.com. Unpaid endorsements. It's, it's still um, cozy season. You were saying it's been raining a ton. And let me tell you what, Oren, I've been on a real hot chocolate kick so here are my mint do you put mint in it i don't put mint in it but i do put about an eighth of a teaspoon of clove but also cinnamon i'll throw a little bit of cinnamon in in there a little bit of vanilla a little and then i will season it with a little flaky salt when i'm done okay i mean if you made that for me i would drink it 
and you would be like, oh, this is great. Yeah. Now, is it, and it's not too sweet? What do you use for the actual chocolate part of it? Uh, this is augmenting a Swiss Miss. Oh, a Swiss Miss. Mm-hmm. And I will also add some craft you know, cheese uh, in there. Uh, I'll, well, I'll throw some um, actual chocolate and cream. So I'm saying add your own spice profile, maybe a little allspice, cinnamon, vanilla. They're all fair game. So there's sort of the, the stuff in the in the chai and pumpkin spice family uh, to uh, improve your hot chocolate is what I'm saying. And it's worth it. It's delicious. It's good. If you want to go super hardcore, you can get Theo brand sipping chocolate, which uh, Oren, I bet you would actually like. Which yeah. is uh, if it's dark chocolate, I'm into it. it. It's 55% dark. It's good. Cool. Okay, what's next? That's one. Second one. Freddie Wong had yeah, a Twitter Freddy thread. Freddie W., uh, he's making a feature. I didn't know that. Very excited to check it out. It's been a long time coming. Um, uh, OG internet guy, VFX artist, uh, and very funny. But he had a Twitter thread of his his list of must-have items for production. I'm going to read a few off for you. Um, one is a seatbelt cutter slash window breaker. It's one of those little like hammer guys. Oh, yeah. And he says, uh, can break all the windows. So useful if you are, uh, if you or a stranger are trapped. Um, he said uh, he drove his, uh, his car into the river for a movie. Um, also, um, a USB-powered uh, battery booster. Yes. Uh, Fix-it flats. All sorts of... St- j- just kind of very utilitarian mostly car based <laughs> yeah sounds uh good. when you're in a pinch sort of uh gear to have which i think pretty commonly you know when you're doing like the the indie film you know you're shooting in remote locations all that stuff it's just handy to have a handful of those things uh he described them as uh, a dad ass as in like yeah like badass but for dads mm-hmm. Does he, he's then, not he doesn't have kids right I, I do not believe so, but who knows? Matt, tell me, uh, now that you're a dad, mm-hmm. don't you, doesn't it kind of bug you when all these other people are like saying they're doing the dad-like things, but they don't really know no, what they're talking about? No, because I think uh, what they're saying is they just are enjoying being prepared or or thoughtful or, or taking pride in home ownership or something like that. I that, think that it's went, not cool, being not cool is what they're taking pride in. Oh, 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 like dad jokes. Like dad bod. I mean, no one's like... <sighs> Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, sure. Also, uh, I'm, I haven't been worried about that stuff for a minute. So, you know. Okay. You know there's a directing duo called the Dads. I do. I do. They do good work. Mm, um, but they're not dads. So, <laughs> you know, it's always bothered me about them. Hey, well, let's see here. They'd get less work if they were called the incels. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's uh, number three? The, number three is the Dr. Octopus scene in Spider-Man 2. I recommend watching it frame by frame. Uh, and this is the scene where Doc Ock is revealed. Alfred Molina, of course, has uh, had his um, uh, claws fused to his spine. And um, it goes pretty crazy. It's like he re- realizes, like, oh, the, these arms are incredible and they work. And they um, fight off the surgeons who were going to remove them from him. Right. And it is a perfect distillation of what Sam Raimi 
has offered cinema. It's got crazy POV shots. It's got subjective shots. It the the effects are awesome. And I'm assuming you know that mo- a lot of that that was practical, right? I do know that, but I think on a shot analysis basis, on a film language basis, mm-hmm. rewatch that sequence. I remember the first time I saw it in theaters. I was like, "Oh my god, this is crazy! It's shocking." Now it's available on YouTube. We'll put a link in the show notes. Gen- I watched it at quarter speed earlier today. There's so much going on. And again, it's like everything that Sam Raimi is known for in one perfectly executed sequence. It's so fun. It's so weird. And there's a lot of very strange kind of avant-garde filmmaking techniques mixed in with classic VFX, classic you know animatronics and stuff. It's a true treat. So... Doc Octopus, Spider-Man 2, the horror scene. If you YouTube that, it'll get you there. And it's truly a masterpiece. And it's like two minutes long. Well, my recommendation is a pre-recommendation. I have yet to purchase it, but I'm about to purchase it. Um, Is YouTube Premium. I was working on a job and my uh, producer was like, you don't have YouTube Premium? And I was like, "Uh, no, I'm not going to pay $11.99 a month. For what? I don't even know what YouTube Wait, Premium it's is. It's $11.99 a month? Yes, man. That's why I was trying to split it in the family plan. Mm-hmm. Five, you can mm-hmm. split up to five people for $18 a month. So why would anyone pay $11.99 a month for YouTube Premium? Something most people don't even know what it is. Uh, and my producer friend said, well, you get no ads. Which I said, are you insane? We work in the advertising business. I love seeing the ads. I love seeing the ads too, yeah. and That's my main input for what advertising is out there right now. And the other thing it gives you, I mean, I think it gives you a bunch of other things, but the only two things anyone would care about is you can listen to the YouTube videos just like as if it's a podcast app. So you can, um, you know, lock your phone, put in your pocket, Mm -hmm. still hear the audio. You can um, check your email. Which is another way of saying like, oh, hey, uh, music piracy is... uh, is it again legal on YouTube? I mean, I guess you could sure do a music video playlist, but I do. I've like watched tutorials. I watch like a lot of analysis, like news, things like that. Um, a lot of people are, are streaming live about like analyzing certain things that I'm currently interested in. And uh, I find the ads to be so annoying and the ads are just so targeted to be very closely related to what the video is about, which has nothing to do with anything that, that interests me. And every two minutes there's an ad, you know, playing. And sometimes if I'm doing something like I'm washing the dishes or I'm, you know, not being able to hit the skip button. Yeah. Like they'll just stay there for like the seven minute ad will play. Um, So I think it's kind of this awesome thing, YouTube premium. And if you get the family plan at 17.99 a month, you can, Split do you get live TV with five two family no? members? And pardon? Do you get the live TV as well or no? No. So YouTube TV is a different thing. Um, mm. But if if YouTube is like a, one of your main tools to get like information, whether it's news or learning or tutorials or analysis or comedy or whatever, um, check out YouTube Premium. It's kind of like I, I personally am feeling that there's way more ads than there used to be. And how annoying is it? You're doing a tutorial. You're like following specific directions on something. And then all of a sudden you have to watch two minutes worth of ads. Like while you're like holding up a shelf to try to figure out how to screw it into the wall or something, you know? So anyway, YouTube premium. Um, 
I'm about to buy it right now. I tried to ask a bunch of directors if they would go in on it with me and nobody was interested. But also if you are, you know, as directors, we watch a lot of things on YouTube and not, a lot of times for treatments, I'm clicking around a bunch of different videos and half my time is spent watching ads because every time, every other video you click on an ad will play. So anyhow, I think it's a, it's a cool, valuable. Well, le- let us know. It's a bummer that live TV doesn't come with it too. Yeah. I have sling for that, which I also love by the way, 35 bucks a month. Or another great episode. Uh, Congrats on your website. Uh, listeners, <laughs> check out MrMadinLaw.com. You know, probably in the next six months, I'll get to it eventually. Yeah. It, uh, I, we'll I will say it's easy to remove things and it's easy to consolidate things. Mm, good it's, point. It's good difficult point. to rethink the whole thing. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's due for a rethink, I think. Yeah. But... If you want to learn more about uh, the stuff that we talked about on the show and keep tabs on when I actually update my website, you can follow me at Mr. Matt Enloe across all social media. You can follow the show at Just Shoot It Pod across all social media. JustShootItPod.com is our website. You probably already know that. Um, and you can email us at JustShootItPod at gmail.com if you have any questions or concerns, you want to follow up with us about that Patreon offer that we're talking about, and go to Patreon.com slash JustShootItPod. I'm sure you're sensing the trend. At Just Shoot a Pod is where you can uh, hit us up on all of the different places. Yeah. I'm uh, personally at O'Kaplan on Instagram. I'm at Smitey Pileg on Twitter. And this episode was edited by potentially one of us. Our editor for a very long time, Sarah Weirda, uh, has moved on to greener pastures. And so uh, are you an editor of a podcast? Do you want to edit this podcast? Uh, hit us up. Just shoot a pod at gmail.com. And uh, otherwise, the music you're listening to is from the Free Music Archive and the artist Jazar, and we will catch you next week. Thanks, everyone. Goodbye. Bye.